All right, so we have been working on, oh, I gotta get rid of this here. We've been working on what book? The book of Judges, okay? And we've seen the cycle, what I call the cycle. And you could start anywhere in the cycle, doesn't really matter, but if I start at oppression by an enemy, okay, we start with Israel gets oppressed by an enemy, what happens next? Cry out to God, okay? Cry out, God, help us, right? And then what happens? God sends a judge, okay? Hey, judge comes in, okay? And then what happens? Freedom, because a judge defeats them, and then they have freedom. They defeat the enemy. They have freedom for a period. Oh, no, the judge dies. Judge dies. And then they turn from God. <laughs> yep. They turn from God. And then they're oppressed again. Oh, and then they sin, and they are oppressed again. And then they just keep doing it again and again and again and again and again. And again, and again. So, this is what what I would refer to as it's a human cycle. I mean, this is exactly what humans do, again and again and again and again and again. We mess up with things. It is we are prone to wander away from God. That means we. In our natural state, we kind of float away from God. And with that, you've seen many of these cycles. You've seen different judges, okay? Othniel and Ehud, and you've seen Samson, you've seen Deborah and Barak. You have seen Jephthah, you've seen several different judges that have come along. Some have been wiser than others, okay? Some have been not so wise. But all have been chosen by God. Why were they chosen? Were they perfect? No. Not a one of them. So... We've seen those cycles, and now the last couple chapters uh, of the book of Judges ends in a very strange way. Last week, you learned about a man uh, named Micah, and Micah did some weird things, but one of the biggest things that you needed to pick up from that is he had a priest. He paid a priest. To hang out at his house. Okay, you're going to stay with us. You're going to live with us. Why did he pay a priest? Okay, all right. Does religion seem more real? Okay, so, and I like the word seem, right? Because if you have a priest... Does it make you a better person? Not really, right? Not really. Could a priest help guide you? Sure. Could give you some wisdom at times, some advice. Uh, 
if you have somebody that's wise that lives with you. But was that the purpose of what he brought this priest for? Doesn't seem like it. It was sort of like a good luck charm, right? If I get this priest and he stays in my house, God has to bless me because he's here. This priest is here, right? Back when I was a kid, you ever heard of a lucky rabbit's foot? Yeah, like it used to be a thing. You take the rabbit, the, a foot, and you're supposed to have that with you, and that brings you luck. They used to have them red and green and all sorts of crazy weird dyed colors, rabbit foot, and you'd go with it. It didn't help one thing. That's what Micah was trying to do, is trying to get God to kind of be on his side, because see, I got a priest. Look at it. I got a red rabbit's foot. Look at it. It's, it's cool. Right? And because I have this, you need to protect me. But that's not the way God works. So there was a big misconception about God. Misconception about God. Now, that's one problem that happened. Okay, one problem. Now we are today going to see a very terrible thing. An awful thing. Probably one of the most awful stories in the whole Bible. We're going to kind of wrap up the last three chapters. We're not going to read the whole thing, but we're going to go to the book uh, of Judges, chapter number 19. And last week, this happened mostly within the tribe of Dan. This week, we're going to look in the tribe of Benjamin. Benjamin is kind of going to be one of the main focuses of this because you're going to see some very strange and terrible things happen. All right? And I'm going to tell you right off the bat is going to be difficult to even understand to begin with what is going on. All right? So, chapter 19, verse number 1 through 3, please. Concubine. Out of Bethlehem, Judah. And the concubine played the whore against him and went away from him into his father's house to Bethlehem, Judah. And was for four months. And her husband arose and went after her, and his friends suddenly entered her in to bring her. And a couple of asses. And he brought him into her father's house. And when the father of the damsel saw him, he was very pleased. Okay. So, we start with the Levite priest again. It does seem to be an issue. Uh, he gets married to a woman. This woman is unfaithful to him, runs away. And becomes a prostitute. Okay? So she is now selling her body, or at least unfaithful with her body, we don't know about that, uh, for sex, amongst other guys. She's unfaithful to him. He goes, and, and then she goes and lives with her father. So he runs away, she runs away from him, newly married, 
she goes and does that, goes back to live with her father. All right? So when that all happens, he goes back to try to get her back. Okay? Tries to say, come back with me. It says he spoke softly and kindly to her. Come back with me. Come back and be faithful to me. And so she agrees to come back. But the father-in-law keeps them there for a couple, three days, and just sort of they hang out. And after four days, he says, we got to go. Oh, no, 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 stay, stay, stay. And so they finally stay until afternoon on the fourth day. And the, the father-in-law still tries to keep them there. And he says, I got to go. And so he leaves in the afternoon. Traveling in those days in the afternoon could be very dangerous. Okay? because you don't get very far before it becomes dark. And in the dark, there are people who are out there who are robbing people, killing people, uh, that wait along the roadways in between these little towns and villages to get you. So you don't stay out in along the roadway. You don't travel at night. Safer to travel in groups and in the daytime when people aren't out there waiting for you, okay? So he gets to a place called, uh, basically, Jebu Salem, okay, which becomes Jerusalem in the end, but the Jebusites live there first before it is taken over. He comes to that place, and the servant says, let's stay here the night, and he says, no, 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 we're not going to stay with the Jebusites, we're going to go with one of our own tribes. And so he ends up going to a place uh, called Gibeah. And when he gets to Gibeah, he goes into the street, the center kind of of the town. Usually they're walled towns most of the time, or they have some sort of fortification around them to protect people uh, from those people at night. They shut the gates. All right. And with that... They stay in the center of the town uh, in that late afternoon into the evening. And as they are there, typically what is supposed to happen is somebody is supposed to come and get them and say, hey, you're, you're a fellow Israelite. Come stay in our house. Okay, And nobody does it for some time. Finally, an old man comes up and says, come in my house. You can't stay in the street tonight. Okay? So that's where we're going to pick up chapter 19, verse number 15 and 16, please. Thither. Okay, so we have people that are from the tribe of Benjamin, all right? And the old man comes. He's not one of the tribe of Benjamites, the guy that says, come on, stay in my house. You can't stay out in the street, okay? Verse number 20. Please, wherever we left off.
Okay, don't stay in the street. Verse 21 through 23, please. Provender, which is basically hay and food for his horses. Okay, so this is where it gets very strange, right? There is this man, he has come out, the old man comes, has come in the house. Now he obviously knows something about this town and about the danger that might be after dark, okay? People obviously go, I don't know if they get drunk or whatever it is, or these people hang out, these nasty guys hang out, and they are out looking for... Uh, something to do something bad to other people. These guys are homosexuals, at least it seems like, okay? And it is a very strange thing. They say, they go up to the old man's door and says, we want that man. We want to have sex with that man. Let's send him out. Now, I told you it's weird, right? But that ain't as weird as it gets yet, okay? They are demanding knocking outside that door. And the old man says, don't do this. Don't do this. Okay, and you can say, well, that's bad. But that's not as bad as it's going to get. All right? It's going to get worse. So, verse number 24 through 27. Okay, so don't do such a bad thing to this guy. But I've got a daughter, and this guy's wife. We'll send them out. Does this not seem odd? This is weird, okay? This is supposed to be weird, guys. This is strange, right? You do whatever you want with them. <laughs> this should tick very strange things in your brain saying, <laughs> what? what's going on? Verse number 25. Okay? Also strange, because the Levite priest said, here, take her. Right? The one he just went to get, who was unfaithful to him, instead of protecting her, he gives her out the door. Go ahead. I guess. Weirder yet. Okay? It's not weird enough yet because things are more things are going to happen. All right. Verse 27. 26. 
26, I'm sorry. And 27, please. All right, there it is. She gets to the threshold of the door after being out all night. Verse 28, and he said unto her, Up, let us be going. But none answered. And then the man took her up on an ass, and the man rose up and gat him unto his place. Why didn't she answer? That's not enough because it's going to get weirder, okay? Weirder, weirder. So what do you feel right now about this woman? The whole situation. Anybody in this thing? Has anybody done the right thing yet? Nobody has done anything right. <laughs> okay. Nobody has done anything right, right? The whole situation is messed up from the beginning. The only person who did anything right a little bit is the old man bringing them in. But then, he didn't. Right, right, right. I mean, so something is very twisted in the thought of these people. Right? Let's keep going. There was a very similar thing like this. Yes, very similar. But here's what happens. Verse number 28 Keep going through verse 30, please. Would you like that? Sure. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Verse 29. I already read that one. Okay, so, <laughs> so here we are. How'd you like to get that package mailed to you? Here's her foot. He cut her up in 12 pieces. And he sent her, after she was dead, right? And he sent her body in 12 pieces to the 12 different tribes of Israel. And said, this is terrible. And it was, right? This is bad. The whole thing is bad. This is really bad. The whole situation, everything is bad that happened here. Okay? But this isn't even over. Because the situation turns into a very strange thing. Now, as they receive these heads and legs and arms and pieces of her body, they get together, all the tribes of Israel, except for Benjamin. Now remember, Benjamin, these men in this city from Gibeah were men from Benjamin, the tribe of Benjamin. And there are other cities that are from the tribe of Benjamin. And so the 12 tribes, the 11 tribes, get together and they say, we can't have this 
This is the worst thing that we've ever seen happen since we left slavery in Egypt. Now remember, they had gone through great victories and they had done great things and they had seen God with Joshua, Moses. They were freed from Egypt. They, he parted the Red Sea. They walked across on dry land. God took care of them for 40 years in the wilderness. He put them into the promised land with Joshua. They learned how to follow God. They turned back to God again and again. And then they're in this weird, twisted spot. And so then what happens? Well... Those 12, the 11 tribes get together and say, we have got to stop this. Now, should they stop it? Mm -hmm. Yes, right? This is a yes, right? Yes, we should stop this. No, we should not have this anymore. And so they send people, soldiers, up to all, each city that has Benjamites in it because they don't know exactly where these guys are. They figured they're traveling around and they don't know where they are. And they said, give up the guys that did this thing, that did this terrible, awful deed. We don't want them in our towns anymore. We don't want them around. And so what should Benjamin have done, the people of Benjamin? Give those guys up, right? Let's get these out. But they said no. And instead, they gathered all their army from Benjamin. We're not doing that. Yes, that's weird, right? <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> What's happening here? We don't know, right? This is very strange, right? And so Benjamin gathers up all its army. And then what should the other 11 tribes do? Well, okay, they're going to gather their army, okay. And let's go to uh, chapter number 20. We'll skip along a little as I've been telling the story to you, but for sake of time, we don't have everything. Go to verse number 18. Let's see what they do. Pray to God. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so 18. Let's see what they do. Go ahead, wherever we are. And the children of Israel arose and went up to the house of God and asked the counsel of God. And he said, and said, Which of us shall go up first to the battle against the children of Benjamin? And the Lord said, You shall go up first. Okay. So, have they done right? Okay, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> See, seems like it. Okay. Okay, which one should fight him first? That is a very good thing because they go out to battle with Benjamin the next day. Judah goes up first. 22,000 people in Israel die, nobody in Benjamin. Hmm. Thought they were doing good. Isn't that good to get rid of the bad guys? And didn't they ask God? I mean, they did, right? But it's a subtle thing. So let's go and see what happens next. Obviously, they're defeated. They lose 22,000 soldiers, 
And there's only 26,000 Benjamites. Okay? They lose, Israel loses that other big army. So, chapter uh, 20, verse number 23. What do they do next? Okay, you notice their question changed a little. Should I go up? <laughs> Do this, right? Because last time, who should go up first? Send Judah. That's what God's answer was. And now, should I go up? Maybe, <laughs> right? Not quite as confident. Maybe this time. And so after they do that, they go up to battle the next day. The next tribe heads up. 18,000 men are killed. So something in your head says, wait a minute. This is not all adding up, right? There's, there's something else going on. The formula in my head says this isn't working. Right? They're asking God. So something else should be, is happening in behind the scenes or something is not all clearly there. There is something unique happening here. All right? And so what they are missing is they have made themselves the police of all things bad. Right? They said, fine, we're going to get rid of the, those people in Benjamin. And, and that should be taken care of. But they never once stopped to consider whether they had something in their tribes, in their heart. So why do you think 22,000 one day and then 18,000, 40,000 men in other tribes were taken out? Was that a mistake? Maybe God might have had a different purpose in mind. Maybe there was some house to clean too in their own house. And I think they finally realized that. And how we get that is we go to verse number 26 through 28. We see a little different. Okay, a little different approach this time, right? Which one of us should go up first? Should we go up? And now, what are we doing wrong? Okay, and they realize they're putting offerings, burnt offerings and peace offerings to say, we're obviously not right with God ourselves. So we need to be aware how we're saying, well, look at them. Look how bad they are. Keep going, please. And the children of Israel inquired of the Lord, for the ark of the covenant of God was 
Phineas. Eliezer. Okay, so their approach is a little different this time, right? They come and repent of what they've done, and that's really where we all have to be careful because we oftentimes see other people's sins much easier than our own sins. In fact, that's almost 100% of the time, right? It's easier to pick somebody else's fault out than it is our own. So be careful of being the crusader to go out and take care of those other evil people when we have something in our hearts that we're harboring, be aware. Now, still twisted, <laughs> but they're working towards something a little better. They go out and they wipe out the Benjamites. And I mean wipe them out. And they burn the cities down. They're, when they are finished with them, there are 600 men left from Benjamin. 600. That is not very many out of the thousands that were there. And that's it. No women, no children. They burned the cities down. So they were pretty intense when they did it, right? That was pretty intense. And then they kind of felt a little bad. But they swore that never will one of our daughters ever marry one of those Benjamites. But then they said, well, that's a tribe, one of our fellow tribes, and God would want them to keep going. So they have all men, 600 left, no women. So they kind of made themselves a little spot of trouble and they decide in a strange little twist um, we got to get some wives for these guys so they go and they and they say well who didn't come help us defeat the Benjamites because you're supposed to come with us and that's the thing everybody's supposed to send representation so they find some towns that didn't send representation to come and fight the Benjamites. You, now, is this right? Well, sort of. I mean, you're supposed to stand against evil, right? And you're supposed to do what you should do to stand against evil. And those towns didn't send it. So they went and they wiped everybody out. Everybody out of those towns, except for the young unmarried women. And there were 400 of them. 400 young unmarried women. There you go. There's 400 wives for the 600 men. And they said, just not quite enough yet. So we need 200 more. <laughs> if you want this try. <laughs> yeah, this, the whole thing has gotten very strange and twisted, right? From beginning to end. And so in the very end, they said, well, there's this festival that has some Jewish people and the young 
Jewish maidens go out and dance in this festival, right? So they summon the leaders, tell the Benjamites, go and hide, and then steal some of them. That way we didn't give them to you. You took them. <laughs> right? And so they do it. They take 200 more girls, steal them from, from their dancing in a festival. They steal them, and then that's it. Now they are 600 men have 600 wives. So everything's okay, right? Because they made it all right. The last verse of the whole book of Judges. Please read that. Chapter 21, verse 25. So, when man gets involved and tries to fix things without God in every step of the way, right? So they finally realized they had to turn to God. And then, instead of saying, God, yeah, we did, some, we did a mess, then they tried to just keep fixing things afterwards, right? Let God handle those things. Well, now we got to... Find wives for these guys, right? Because we feel bad. Let God handle those things. Let God take care of those things. Now, this seems strange, right? These last three chapters, how all twisted everything up is, and clearly we understand things aren't right. Things are all messed up. We understand that. But what we find out, the way this book is written, is this is a kind of a flashback. These two, three, three, four chapters at the very end of this book are actually the way society was prior to the judges. Okay? And God was working in them as messed up as they were. And they did repent. And they did change. And they began... this tribe of Benjamin to have, although they were almost nearly wiped out, only down to 600 people, right? Only 600 left. They did actually begin to grow back and turn to God. And then they drifted away. And then they did it. But on their own, they made a mess. Right? All of Israel made a mess. It is important to know that this backstory behind it because the first judge we see is Othniel. The second judge we come up and see is a left-handed man with a short sword. Ehud. What tribe was he from? Benjamin. So God took the mess that they made. They made a mess. And when humans get involved with it and ignore what God wants, it continually is a mess. If they say, well, I'm not going to really follow God's rules because they're kind of restrictive. Maybe you'd be a little wiser if you did. Maybe you'd get a little further if you did. 
Maybe you should pay attention because there's something you're messing up all along. So that's how Judges ends that book is to say God can redeem. This is how bad it was before the judges came along. And Ehud was that Benjamite judge, one of those 600 or one from the children of those 600. And God still gave him the opportunity to become a judge over all of Israel. So it, God can work through a mess wherever you have been, but he can redeem you from that place. But you've got to stop and turn around. Because as you keep just trying to march forward like Israel was, it's like, well, I lost 22,000 there, I lost 18,000 there. Maybe I should ask God for real this time. Maybe there's something wrong with me. To begin to learn to look for where we are at fault is a good skill and it keeps us humble and it helps us to be a better leader. I think the Benjamites were pretty humbled in that whole process, right? And they were about wiped out, nothing left of them, okay? And out of that somewhere, out of that humility, God taught this man Ehud and called him out and said, I've got a purpose for you, now follow me, right? And so God can do things. Even in a mess. But understand, as bad as it will get, it will get terrible. And that story, without God in your society, without the influences of people that love God in your society, society becomes like that very quickly. Very quickly. Things come apart. People hate each other. Uh, everything gets twisted around and people start doing bad things to one another very, very quickly. Don't be surprised in a society you're growing up in with less and less influence from God as things, you see things that are bad in it. But know that you can turn to God. You personally can walk with God. And you may be one of those people that God has called to help just like Ehud was called, even as bad as it became. Okay? So that is the book of Judges, uh, and uh, we will continue on with something brand new next week. Thank you very much. Have a good day.